Hey everyone, we're so glad you're here. I'm Elisa Monjadas. I'm a marketing leader and executive coach. I'm Courtney Copeland, and I'm an accountability and wellness coach. And I'm Dr. Mirari Simeon, an activator of talent, HR executive, author, and working mom. If you're anything like the successful multicultural women we interview on the What Rules podcast, you've learned that you can't do it alone. And we teach women like yourself to outsmart the game to get ahead in your career. We're really talking about those rules that we grew up with as women and expectations that have been placed on us. Our mission is to change the face of leadership at What Rules Podcast. As you listen to our talented guests, take note and take action. Go ahead, go and break those rules. Welcome to Own Your Power, a three-part episode series helping you advance in your career as a woman of color and also help other women of color along the way. This is part two, using your strengths to unlock your power. Dr. Madati, this is one of my all-time favorite subjects. I have been obsessed with strengths since I learned that I had them, and that was probably in college. (laughs) I read this book that talked about the strengths revolution, and it said, imagine a society where everyone focused on what they were good at instead of what they were bad at. And what do you think about how people tend to focus so much on their weaknesses these days versus focusing on their strengths? It is so critical for us to focus on our strengths. Yet to your point, a lot of the times what you hear people talk about is these are the areas that I got to develop in. These are the areas that I got to develop in. And while yes, absolutely, you shouldn't avoid those, too many people are undermining those strengths that will take them to the next level. Research says it, that people who have the opportunity to focus on their strengths every day are six times likely to be engaged in their jobs. And I mean, what are we hearing about lately? Organizations need their people to be engaged. So why are we not leveraging their strengths? Research also tells us that people are more than three times as likely to report having an excellent quality of life. And hello, who doesn't (laughs) want an excellent quality of life, right? (laughs) I mean, because if you think about it, if you're always working on something you're not good at, you're not going to like it. You're going to come home, you're going to complain about how unsatisfied you are. And then now you're bringing that energy to your friends, your family, everyone. And it's just like not fun. When I had first become VP of marketing at this tech company, part of my job was the finances, like our marketing budget. And I had never managed a budget before. And I had to answer all these questions and provide them to the CMO. First of all, I had major imposter syndrome because he was a sponsor. He plucked me out where I was, put me into this position. He saw the potential more than I did in myself. But one thing that I was clear on was my strengths. I knew that I had documentation of the things that I'm good at, and I had worked on them actively for years before I even had that position. And when it came to the financials, I decided I'm going to leverage my communication strength. I know how to tell a story. So if I can look at these finances and figure out what's the story here, why are we spending this here? If I didn't know the answer, I would go to the finance team and I would say, what's the story? 
And then they would explain it to me. And it got to the point where me and the accounting team, we had a Slack channel. We were on Slack till like 11 o'clock at night all the time because they were working all the time and I was working all the time, not advocating that, but that was that phase in my life. And I would find errors in their work because I wanted to understand what they were communicating so deeply. And I would say, well, why does this say this? Didn't you tell me that it's supposed to say that? (laughs) And it was such a great learning experience. It was a way for me to reframe something that I just had no knowledge or experience in, but I was able to leverage that strength and turn it into my superpower at the end. I love how you bring that to life because it made me think of one of my strengths, right? Something I really love to do is see the potential in others, invest in that talent, and honestly, watching others thrive. It's a strength of mine that I didn't realize it was a strength or connected it. It was something I love to do and it brought me joy. But understanding that that was a strength to me and that was something that came easy it wasn't something that I woke up overnight and said, oh, this is my strength. It was something that built over time when I when I actually realized it. So through my career as an HR professional, I have played to that strength to solve business issues and empower people to recognize their strengths by pushing them within their strength zone, I would call it. We all have areas that we consistently stand out in, and we just need to understand what are those things. And What can we do with them? And how do those things that we stand out in translate into the business world, into our everyday life at work? Because once we understand that, then those are our strength zones. Those are our areas where we can even be more magnificent than we are today. So to me, at the end of the day, knowing this is critical, but also building that strength, right? So once I realized, okay, this is a strength of mine, I needed to put it into practice, right? And really learn more about how can I make this more effective and leverage this strength as a power tool to help the businesses and the people around me. Yeah. It's not just about knowing what they are. It's about putting the work in. I mean, the stat you said earlier was about people who focus on their strengths. It's not just like, I'm really good at this. I'm really good at this. It's like the mentality that we should all have is, I feel like I have a natural inclination in these areas. How can I get better? If I am good at analytics, for example, maybe I should go take a course on analytics. I chose like something that I'm not good at as my example. (laughs) I always try to find people with uh, analytical strengths. My brother is my, uh, my BFF analytics person, but it's about finding what you're good at and then growing them. If you're familiar with the Gallup organization's Clifton Strengths Finder, that is an assessment I would highly recommend. A lot of organizations are already requiring it or using it. Employees are 30% more engaged when they know their strengths. So if you are have the power to transform your organization and they aren't using the Clifton Strengths, I would highly recommend that assessment. 
But what it does is it tells you your five top talents, and they use the word talents really intentionally. Your process in developing those talents is an ongoing process, and you're growing and you're becoming more aware of the unique nuances within each of those talents. And then you're talking to other people, finding out how they see you, and then you're building, building, building. So I've been aware of my strengths for the last 20 something years. They've shifted, they've grown. Some of them have grown more than others. And it's because of the intentionality that I'm putting in focusing on the areas where I see some potential in myself. Dr. Medadi, for you, what would you suggest for managers of anybody, not just women of color, multicultural women, but what would you suggest for them to do with all of this knowledge? You said something critical to me is build on that talent. So knowledge, skills, and practice are so important for building that talent. For me, knowing that helping others bring the power in them was something I was natural in really helped me equip myself in learning more about some of the unconscious bias or blind spots that I may have so that I can continue to strengthen that talent. Because let's just face it, without knowledge, without skills are your disposal, without talent, without continuing to build that strength, talent can go untapped. Let's just leave it there. <laughs> your own talent can go untapped. So building those talents, it's critical. So as a leader, if you are, in my example, if you're a leader that does very well in identifying the strengths of others, continue to educate yourself and continue to really build that strength to a different level. It already comes natural to you. So continue to educate yourself so that you can help others see their strength. But most important, leader, once you know the strengths of your team, and there are plenty of strengths tests out there that we will put on the show notes, but once you know the strengths of your team, as a leader, you have the power to put them in positions where their strengths can shine where people can continue to strengthen those talents. Because if you do that, research already said it, your team is going to be that much more engaged, six times more. Gallup has a slew of books about this. There's StrengthsFinder 2.0. There's Strengths-Based Leadership is a really good one. And uh, there's a management book also. And I remember going to my manager and saying, here are my strengths, like use me. If you don't know how to use me, I felt like she never quite understood me. And so I just gave them to her. And it, the book talked about shadow sides of strengths. So one of my strengths <laughs> is woo. It's winning people over, winning others over. And it said, basically, you know, make Elisa your greeter, make Elisa the first person that your customers meet. But don't be fooled <laughs> by Elisa because she can fool you by charming you too much. And I remember like being hesitant because I was like, I don't want her to know this about me. But, you know, being aware of, you know, how people can perceive you because of that. I mean, that's a negative implication to something that I Absolutely. am good at. But it's important for me to understand that people might think something about me. And so I need to learn part of 
honing your strengths and developing your talents is also learning how to use them and when to use them effectively. So if you are new to strengths, there's the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment. There's a free assessment called High Five Strengths. And I would suggest that as soon as you get your strengths, if you've never done this or if you have them, go find them. Usually when I ask people, like, what are your strengths? And they've taken an assessment, they have to go dig through all their old emails. So go find them. Take the top three or three that you're really proud of Ask people in your life, find someone at work, maybe find a best friend or a spouse and find someone that's new in your life. So someone that doesn't know you as well. And then a couple of people who know you really well, bring them that list of strengths with their descriptions and ask them to think of examples of how they've seen you use those strengths, because they're going to see something that you can't. And when you're able to leverage your community and involve them in who you are, other people can have so much impact in helping you not only uncover the blind spots of your weaknesses, but also the blind spots of your strengths. Medadi, yes. you're good at developing others. Maybe there are other pieces of developing others that you don't even really know about. Maybe it's going to take someone else showing you examples of what, when they saw that in your life. And that's going to open up your own personal capabilities even more so. It's very powerful. Access to your community. Absolutely. And I, you just brought up a great example. That happened to me when talking to somebody else about my strength. They're like, oh, you should absolutely be a speaker. And I was like, absolutely not. Like That is not a strength of mine. They're like, you bring others along. You you empower others. You And I didn't until the last five years that somebody saw that strength in me and they're like, give it a chance. Just give it a chance. And I did. And look at me now, right? Oh my uh, gosh. I have to... the chills because you're <laughs> such a dynamic speaker. Like, thank God for that person who told you. And I remember so she's like, you could be a national speaker. And she's like, don't stop there, an international speaker. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, I was afraid to just even just come in front of a group. So it's, it's so important what you just said, because I am an exact example of someone that saw a strength in me while I was trying to help them. <laughs> and uh, and look, and look at me now. So it is so critical to not do it alone and bring those people with you. And what you didn't mention is that you actually started learning how to speak. You got a speaking coach. Like someone didn't just say like, hey, you're really good. And then you went out and started speaking all over the country, which you do now. But you actually got <laughs> help to hone your skills. And now Absolutely. you're honing your skills with podcasting, as am I. You're right. Like I started speaking in front of people and I realized, yes, what I was saying was impacting them, but I needed a coach to help me get to that next level and make it more impactful. And it is something that I continue to do. As you said, I practice here on the podcast and I'm always looking for ways and opportunity to grow as a speaker and grow that strength and that talent. So what are you waiting for? Go find out your strengths. <laughs> You're going to love it. You're going to love working in your strengths. So if that wasn't enough for you, we have one more episode in this Own Your Power series. We are going to talk next all about mentor sponsors. How do you get them? What do you do with them? So 
move on to the next episode and stay along for the ride. Want more advice on how to break the rules and outsmart the game to advance your career? Check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and our website, whatrulespodcast.com for more insight from our guests and hosts and join our community on LinkedIn where we discuss rule-breaking strategies for multicultural women. What Rules is a project of Zara Consulting and is supported by the amazing team at Stories Bureau. This episode was produced by Alexandra Uresta with editing and music supervision by Joshua Ramsey and was engineered and mixed by Tim Ballant. Our podcast cover was designed by Delion Creative. Visit whatrulespodcast.com for more info, upcoming events, and all episodes of What Rules, including video, and make sure to give us a follow.